Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. Um, so I'm going to do a broadcast about uh, the current situation. Actually, this is a story posted up 50 minutes ago on the New York Slimes. So the Congress rallies around more Ukraine aid with few questions asked as lawmakers have embraced more than $50 billion to Kiev. Within two months, they have largely refrained from raising concerns or questioning the Biden's administrative strategy. And that, that typically goes hand in hand with everything that they've uh, been telling us for the last, I don't know, <laughs> two plus years. Anything out of Washington, D.C. So I'll read like the first couple of paragraphs. I'm not going to go into too much detail on this. But the escalating brutality of the war in Ukraine has dampened voices on the right and left skeptical of the United States involving itself in an armed conflict overseas, fueling a rush by Congress to pour huge amounts of money into a potentially lengthy and costly offensive against Russia with few questions or reservations raised. Under pressure to... Pr present a united front as President Vladimir V. Putin's force, forces carry out a campaign of atrocities across Ukraine. Lawmakers in both parties, political parties, who have previously ra uh, rallied against, railed against skyrocketing military budgets and entanglements and intractable conflicts abroad, have gone largely silent about what is fast becoming a major military effort drawing on American resources. Of course... So, it was $31 billion, now it's $40 billion, and this was uh, weeks after lawmakers overwhelmingly approved of the $13.6 billion in emergency aid for the war effort. So, that's $53 billion. Yeah. It's amazing. $53 billion. So, let's just do some rough math. I think, uh, let's do the math, as they say, and the cool kids say. Um, I think the wall was supposed to be about $7 billion. Maybe it was a little less than that. So we could build at least seven ball, well, seven walls down on the border uh, to protect the United States. But of course, now we're going to send $53 billion overseas. In, and we know this isn't all going overseas. This is going into people's pockets. Uh, and of course, you know, they've decided to put, uh, they said they're going to, it says it also comes at a time when the two parties have been unable to reach agreement in to invest in domestic programs. Well, you know, they haven't been investing in domestic programs for the last 22 years. I mean, um, there's there's a reason why you're $30 trillion in debt and more than half of that money was spent in the military and uh, uh, then what money was ever spent on domestic programs was all welfare. It wasn't actually investment into the, the country proper because, you know, we don't do that anymore. We have so many... So many evil, unethical, morally bankrupt, corrupt, you know, thieves that just steal people blind and then they pay off people. They pay people off with pennies while they're stealing, you know, dollars, you know, so they're stealing your tax money. Well, technically at this point, they're not even stealing your tax money. They're, they're printing money out of the Fed to paper over the things that they're buying because they're, they're, uh, gobbling up whatever they can. They're, they've given it to BlackRock to go out and go on a spending spree to buy up assets. That's why everything's getting escalated in terms of inflation. But of course, you know, you know, people will, you know, there's there's going to be a uh, left-right dichotomy here. There's people that still live under some some 
delusion that you know everything that's bad has to come from the right. The funny thing is, is they don't even realize that most of the GOP are basically Democrats or traitors to their, to the, even their principles. They only come out and they 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 supported Biden enough to to pass his domestic when they says didn't pass his domestic program. Uh, they were the ones who signed off on uh, I think it was like one and a half trillion dollars worth of spending that we didn't need. Uh, they've put they've allowed him to spend trillions last year, uh, which of course shows up in inflation because you've just pumped a bunch of cash into the economy and it hasn't done anything. You've got what's called a dead cat bounce. There's nothing going. There's nothing going to gonna go on from here. So that's just my two cents on this. I'm not going to go through this whole article. They, they, the, the funny thing is, is they, 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 they just peel their emotions. You know, here, you know, they say her people are dying. They're running out of supplies and the ammunition. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a crap show. These people, the, the things that they spew out in order to get people to sign on to this crap should never be involved in the uh, overseas war and especially one in, in involving a nuclear power I will, the only reason why this is even going on is because they won't go to a they won't do a peace treaty they think that the you know there'll be people that'll um, just make some asinine argument there think that you know we should be in a war with Russia even a, a, a proxy war as it is, or a proxy situation. But of course, they're covering up also their ass because they put themselves in this position. So our next article is from Zero Hedge, uh, which is uh, Russian forces unlikely to stop after capturing Donbass. Expect prolonged war, top U.S. intel chief. So they were talking to this dim, dimwit. Uh, her name was uh, Avril Haines. She's the director of national intelligence. You know, she's supposed to be important. But anyway, uh, they, they're just... Uh, uh, Nicholas Grossman, his tweet was, DNI Avril Haines tells Senate Armed Services that Russia still has maximalist skills in, in Ukraine and sees the Battle of Donbass as a way to regain initiative, not merely to capture territory in the East and stop uncertain and could change, but that signals a long, protracted war. Uh, News, uh, Jeff Selden, News, and U.S. Intel believes Russia, Putin will not be content with the victory in East Ukraine. We assess President Putin in preparing to prolong conflict in Ukraine, during which he'll, he still intends to achieve goals beyond. That's according to DNI Haynes. Uh, they ended up, of course, Zero Hedge is not one of uh, the Biden, uh, one of the Biden administration's uh, favorite uh, websites. They censored them or they've... Uh, certainly taken to calling them misinformation and then they end this uh, I'll read what their last paragraph is but one might argue that the Biden administration has from the beginning of the invasion showed little or to no strategy of engaging diplomatically on any serious level to end the war in fact an opposite picture has emerged while pumping billions in weapons and military aid into Ukraine the French Secretary Lloyd Austin said it's America's desire to see a weakened Russia due to it's Ukraine offensive. Yeah. So, now, Lloyd Austin's a, a dimwit and pretty low IQ anyway. So, I'm going to play this video from, um, actually, I'm going to shut my mouth, but I'm going to video or video uh, audio from um, a guy who's stationed in Ukraine. And I'm going to take him at his word. That doesn't mean that he's right. It doesn't mean that he could be, he could be pulling a fast one, but I've looked at the markets. 
and that's what you need to do and um, I'm gonna shut my mouth and let him talk and then we'll come back after the 10 minutes and go from there topics now the video topic for today is you better get ready because the economic collapse in the West is happening now this year by the end of this year um, it's going to be financial Armageddon in both Western Europe and the United States. This is going to be the economic collapse. This is it. I'm calling it. Now, oh, <laughs> air raid sirens. I don't know if you can hear that. Anyway, um, the reason I'm calling it is because um, a couple of days ago, I got the word from somebody who's plugged in. And basically, Russia is going to cut off all oil all commodities, including all food supplies, to Western Europe, to the unfriendly nations. The only people in Western Europe who are going to get any kind of food or commodity or oil from Russia is going to be Serbia and Hungary. But all the other nations of Europe are going to be cut off. And it's going to happen on or before September 30th, depending on factors. But September 30th is the absolute cutoff date. And the decision apparently has already been made. That's what I was led to understand. Now, you can think that this is just, uh, you know, hearsay, rumor, whatever you want. Okay. But it's undeniable that the economies in the West are collapsing as we speak. I mean, regardless of whether or not what I've just told you is something that you believe, you can't deny the fact that Europe is collapsing. And the United States is also collapsing. You see it every day when you go to the supermarket, when you go to the gas station. You see it. You see when there are empty store shelves. You see it when, you know, buying furniture takes you six months for delivery. When buying a, just an ordinary computer, nothing special, takes you, you know, seven to ten weeks. When before, it would be just right there, ready for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see what's happening. You know what's happening. It's happening. It's happening now, man. And so the smart thing is right now, while you still can, is to prepare. And the easiest way to prepare is to stock up on things that will last, number one, like flour, like rice, like all of those uh, foodstuffs, and buy heating oil if you live in a cold climate, or buy any kind of fuel supply that you need for the heat. Because come the winter of 2022-2023, people are going to freeze to death. That is going to happen. And there are going to be rolling blackouts. And there will not be enough food for Europe or the United States. There won't. And the reason there won't be enough food is because Western Europe and the United States, the combined West needs Russia, needs Ukraine, needs Belarus, and needs Kazakhstan insofar as food supply. And they're not going to get any of that food. They are not. And so what's going to happen is that there isn't going to be enough food, let alone the fact that the prices of the food are just going to go skyrocketing. I mean, they're going to go parabolic. But quite apart from that, there won't be enough food and on top of that, Europe, you're going to get the biggest wave of migrants in your history. If you thought that 2014, 2015 was bad, you wait. Because due to this war and due to the fact that Europe 
and the United States are hell-bent for leather on prolonging this war in Ukraine. Well, because the war is being prolonged, the farmers here in Ukraine are not planting the food. And so the customers in the Middle East and North Africa, they're not going to get Ukrainian grain which they need to survive. And so in the Middle East and in North Africa, Egypt, one of the largest populations in Africa, they are going to start to migrate out of desperation. And where are they going to go? They're going to go to Europe because they have been propagandized to think that Europe is a land of milk and honey where all the streets are paved in gold. And so they are going to go to Europe. It is going to be a huge migration. And it's going to start in the summer, going into August, September. And come October, November, it's going to be an enormous wave that's going to wash across Europe, even as Europe is collapsing. You, European bros, you see your, your currency is collapsing. You see it every day. You see how the euro is declining in value. You can buy less, afford less, and there's less stuff to buy. And it's all because of the bad political decisions of your leadership. I mean, come on. You know, uh, Europe and the United States declared you know, nuclear war on the economy of Russia. They tried to break it. They have been saying openly that they are trying to break the Russian economy so that the Russian people will overthrow Putin and the people in the Kremlin. How did that work out? Well, not so good, did it? No. <laughs> the ruble is actually stronger than ever. And the people in Russia, 80% of them, are in favor of Putin and support him and, and have approved of the, of the job that he is doing. So they're not overthrowing him. And the Kremlin, they haven't responded to the European and American sanctions yet. It's only been a couple of things. Because they were figuring out exactly how to hurt Europe and the United States the most. And they've made up their minds. And there's going to be no negotiating with them. They're not going to change their minds. They're going to do it. And Europe, you're going to be left without natural gas, without oil, without food, without metals, without all kinds of industrial commodities that are necessary for your industry. Europe, you're dead. You just don't know it yet. And in the United States, well... See, the United States has problems of its own, quite obviously, including how much is the national debt of the United States, huh? It's like something like 140% of GDP. If the United States were any other country in the world, the IMF would have put that country on an austerity budget. Now, the United States is bankrupt. And all it's got is the printing press, you know, money printer go burr. And you in America, you know this, because you see the prices of gasoline, you see the prices of food. The West is about to suffer its economic collapse, I'm calling it right now. And by the end of the year, whatever you're paying for bread, it's going to be five times more expensive. You think you're paying for gasoline, you know, your gas bill, your gasoline bill is high now. By the end of the year, a gallon is going to be $15. $15 per gallon minimum. And in Europe, it's going to be 10 euros the liter. 
minimum. And you think that you have like maybe 10, 12% inflation in Europe right now, by the end of the year, it's going to be 25 to 35% minimum. And in the United States, it's going to be even worse. People are going to be starving and people are going to start to riot. You watch. I'm calling it right now. And if you're saying that, oh, you know, you're exaggerating, you're, you know, you're chicken little, the sky's falling. Okay, fine. But I'm telling you, this is it. This is it. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of laughing at the horror of it, you know, because when you see something so horrifying coming your way, you know, all your responses are you can either laugh or cry. And I don't really want to cry, at least not on camera. I'll do that privately because it is worth crying over. Western civilization is going to collapse. And it's all because of the bad decisions of our leaders. This is happening now. Now, now. And I don't care if I'm like way ahead of the curve and everybody mocks me. I don't care if think, everybody thinks that, you know, yeah, he's just lost his rocker. I am telling you. I'm telling this for the, you know, maybe the 1% or 2% of my audience who will listen to me and say, you know, this guy, you know, he might be crazy, but I think he's right. For you guys, I'm telling you, prepare now. Do whatever you have to do to have enough food and enough heating. Whatever it is that you use to heat you know, through next winter. Because next winter is going to be horrifying. Next winter is going to be like the worst imaginable. And there isn't going to be enough food. That's the key issue. So the smart thing is to get you know, flour, to get rice, to get all of those things that can last for a long time and that can feed you, that can give you the calories necessary to survive. Because people are going to be starving to death. And you think that that's not possible. Brother, anything can happen. And I'm in Ukraine right now. Four months ago, nobody could believe that a war was coming. I said that a war was coming, and here we are. <laughs> you know? Anything can happen. And right now, because of the bad decisions of the political leadership in the United States and Europe, the worst is about to happen. Yep, the worst is about to happen. Hopefully I'm not echoing. I guess maybe I should ask that, but uh, I'm playing some background music, so, and I'm going to continue to play background music. So, uh, that is uh, Gonzo Lira, uh, and I don't know if, where he's coming from on all this. And when I say I don't know where he's coming from, I don't know if he actually... Um, you know, has all the the information he needs, but the markets are there. Um, I've been following that for quite some time because you start looking at commodities prices. You look at the so, for example, wheat is at eleven hundred per uh, bushel. If you look back over the ten year, if you look back over twenty five years. It's at all-time highs. So the last time wheat was this high was in uh, right around uh, February 1st of 2008. And, of course, we fell into a great recession. Wheat's very important. Milk is at 24 uh, per uh, container weight, they call it, I guess, U.S. dollars. So milk is an all-time high. Uh, the last time it was this high actually was back in 2014. But that was a ramp-up uh, where... 
commodity prices ramp up quite a bit. Uh, actually, uh, did back then. Again, there's a lot of spiking going on. That means markets are out of control. Uh, lights, lots of volatility, and it's across the board and all kinds of things. And that, when he mentions crude oil, uh, I know that uh, J.P. Morgan had had predicted $180 a, a barrel eventually, um, but Here's the real, the inside, okay, we know Russia supplies most of, uh, a majority of Europe's, uh, energy, and, uh, they are the largest manufacturer of fertilizer in the world. Uh, this is known. Fertilizers is highly important. No matter how you look at it, you can't just toggle that switch off, and oh, by the way, it's May, so, okay, I'm not a farmer, I know planting season has uh, started or occurred, depending upon where you're at, depending upon what crop it is, etc., etc. So, the point being here is, is that this is all going. The chickens are coming home to roost, and uh, you know when you have dumbasses who think that they could play currency wars with uh, the uh, the Russians. Well, their ruble is right back. Actually, it's stronger now than it was before they started this BS. Uh, it's at 67 per per dollar, which is actually below where if you go back in uh, over the year. But if you go up, you'd only have to go. You have to go back to where it's 67. You have to go back to the middle of 2020 where it's been down that low. So all their attempts to try to quote break the the the, the Russian uh, uh, currency did nothing. It spiked for a little while, and then right now it's right back. That the highest it got was 132, and that was on March 7th. That was a couple weeks afterwards. That was actually right as they were trying to do the SWIFT system, and they're seizing people's assets. Uh, uh, but this is all kind of uh, there's when he talked about this as a, a policy failure. Well, of course it is. It's a policy failure on purpose, um, at least in my estimation. Um, they're they're setting up this thing, and I think there's some, uh, you know, obviously with the money that we're pumping in there, and the, uh, for for no reason, uh, obviously they're losing, losing badly, and Russia is going to. They, I think this is a purposeful retaliation. They made a deal with China in early February, um, and they're probably right now trying to reroute their 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 oil. To the Chinese market, and the Chinese aren't doing doing hot either. I guess they had a they had a, uh, a forecast that came out about their uh, inflation rate too. But of course, they've caused their own. Um, if their lockdowns are as 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 being shown, um, and of course they're going to gap the supply chain. See all those ships that pile up on that shore is going to create a gap in the supply chain because obviously they're not. They're not moving in a normal sequence. So when you gap a supply chain, uh, you're going to have empty shelves around the world on all kinds of things. So anything uh, you have or anything you want to get, you better get now or you're not going to get it. And I was listening, just started to listen to this one podcast. So they were talking to this professor of economics. It was a Massachusetts guy. So he was a total pinhead because... You know, they they for you know they start you know talk about his accolades being a professor, 
And he talks about, well, the one thing they're not talking about is something that they, and he, he mentioned that he's like, he, he had to link it. He made very, very clear. He said, this was a conservative Republican, Nixon. He turned on price controls, which is absolutely the worst thing you can do. When you freeze prices and stuff like that, all that is is going to create all the lines. It's going to be the worst policy you could possibly do. If these guys had any common sense, you would deregulate everything. You, The market manipulation is what got us here. This idea of sanctions and, and what have you and all this regulation and Biden should eliminate all the uh, regulations on energy production see that would be the that would be the logical thing to do but of course these people aren't working on logic they, they're living under delusion and and I think honestly they don't even care about the uh, whether they're living under delusion or not they want to break the system they're trying to break they're trying to clower pivot the heck out of us to the point where they're going to uh, basically put the world in a vice grip. And they want to cause chaos, so then they have a. They'll say by, you know, when people are starving, they're gonna, they're not going. Like you said, they're gonna riot, and then that'll give them the, that'll give the, give the overlords, the people at the top, the, the power to use the military. And of course, these military schmucks will go out and do their job because they don't want to. They're not going to disobey orders and stuff like that. When in reality, they should be, they should be seriously considering. Uh, not only disobeying orders, but they should be turning their weapons on the, the elite and bringing them to trial. But, you know, there aren't a lot of uh, brave soldiers anymore. There's a lot of dumbasses that will follow orders to the... They'll follow the orders right to the cliff. And here's the thing. There's going to be... This is what's going to happen. If they if this is truly going to happen, if Russia does what they're going to do, and they're not the only... That, that isn't the only data point I've had where somebody was talking about this, about the what the Russians' uh, uh, position is, because the Europeans have are, are trying to bluff. They're saying, "Well, we're going to, we're going to." They even said, "This is a, this is a couple days ago." I was on post on Zero Hedge, so evidently the Europeans are talking about, "Yeah, they're going to, they're going to wean themselves off of uh, uh, Russian energy and Russian oil." They're not going to do shit. They can't do it. They don't have the. They, they they've already they've already sealed their fate. With their stupid policies, because they're not going to have they. There's no way they can fulfill that gap. They think they got this energy. They don't have understanding of any energy policy. They're gonna, you know, they think that they can somehow replace nuclear energy or higher grade or higher quality energy. That has to be. Um, it's. <laughs> they think sustainable energy is 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 a way forward. Uh, there's so much with energy that's just so. Just misunderstood, and they're going to they're 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 literally going to cause the massive chaos that he's talking about. They already are seeing it. It's going to get worse. Uh, you know, they're going to, like you said, rolling blackouts. There's going to be all kinds of problems, uh, supply chain, and and what if the what if uh, what if this is a ruse with China? And maybe they're just keeping everything. They're going to keep, you know, while while they're doing this, you know, they're, this is a game of chess where uh, if you're dealing with Russia and China, what if they decide to pull the rug on all these assets that the West have literally seizes their assets? You think two can't play this game? You uh, you you sorely misunderstood the uh, misunderstand these people. Um, 
You know, it would be kind of interesting if suddenly you have a whole corporation overseas, like, you know, Apple, for example. Let's just use them since they're a real big player. Imagine if they say, well, we've decided that any of your manufacturing uh, facilities for making phones are no longer yours or ours, and you're just going to accept that. I mean, what's what's Joe Biden going to do? He isn't going to do anything. And then uh, there's going to be a campaign against him, too. This is this is what uh, happens when you're dealing with. Uh, there's so many people on this chessboard above us in ways that probably we don't even understand. Um, and I'll be the first to admit I don't know all. The, I don't know everything, but you can just see the way they're they're moving the the pieces around. They're trying to collapse our economy, the U.S. economy. Like you said, breaking it. You're just throwing. Mo- they're just throwing money all over the place. You know. This isn't even tax and spend anymore. It's just spend and print. And, uh, you know, that's that's just absolutely dangerous. There's still people that, that are still toggling in this left-right dichotomy that doesn't make any sense and doesn't work. They live in, the, they live in this the delusion that they think there's going to be some legitimate difference between whether you got a Democrat or a Republican. There is no Democrat or Republican. It's just everybody in Washington, D.C. in the state houses versus all the rest of us who don't have any power. You may have power or vote, but they're going to sit strip that away too. But this is, like I said, this is just an epic failure, like you said, of across all leadership. Because they, they, they did this. They did this from the virus on. They listened to China, of all things, of course. But I think that was a plan too. Because they... They instituted this lockdown, and all that did was disrupt everything. Everything that that lockdown did is disrupted everything. And it disrupted elections, it disrupted it. Matter of fact, if, if you want to you wanna talk about, you know, they talk about the, uh, 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 you know, elections have consequences, and uh, um, stolen elections have uh, uh, unintended consequences. Well, uh, this is another article from... Uh, uh, Zero Hedge. Uh, Bong Bong Marcos, son of notorious dictator, wins by landslide in Philippine uh, presidential vote. So, uh, the son of uh, Ferdinand Marcos, who lost in 1986 to Horizonte Aquino, uh, uh, he's now the <laughs> new leader of the uh, Philippines. And his uh, his sidekick running mate is uh, Davos City Ma- uh, Davao City Mayor Sarah Duarte Car- Carpio, and uh, Duarte is of course related to President Rodrigo Duarte, who was just the reason outgoing president. So you know it's all in the family. So you had a dictator before, now you got a, a new guy who is the son of a dictator, and he is his uh, his. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's, uh, his running mate is the is the the, uh, the previous dictator's uh, daughter, and of course you know anyway. So this is going to be quite entertaining to see how much you know when people talk about all this rise of authoritarianism. Well, you cause this shit. It's like they can't comprehend that you cause this stuff every time you want things. Wanting things doesn't mean that you without responsibility. In other words, they just say, "Oh, I want this to be the way it is," and I don't care who I I don't care who I hurt to get what I want, which is a lot of a lot of people. And, and here's a pro tip: authoritarianism is not colored in right or left, but 
if we were going to look at it from the, uh, the most broadest sense, authoritarianism is, I would say, 90% leftist. Because it's collectivism. You have a group of people who demand things. Like currently, we have people demanding that Roe v. Wade not be overturned. They're, you know, outside the Supreme Court houses, which of course is totally illegal, by the way. I dare, I dare anybody who is listening to this to go... Go park their ass outside a, 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 a justice's house based upon a case that they happen to be upset about, and go go park your ass outside of a justice's house, whether it be a, a Supreme Court justice or just a justice in general. Especially if you're a male, go do that and see what happens. They'll rest your they'll rest your ass in five seconds flat. Which the only reason why they let these ones go is because. Uh, they're they are paid up with the right people, which is aka the the people that are uh, working in D.C. That's the reason why this case got leaked out. Um, we have a justice with who had enough stones to to, to write up a uh, write up a uh, opinion that says, look, this needs to go back to the states. Let the states decide what they need to do. And I agree. And I really don't even I don't have any. I, I do not, do not support abortion. That being said, I'm a practical human being and I realize there are exceptions to every situation and those exceptions should be exceedingly rare. However, to explain that to women out there is very difficult because many women just think with their emotions about this situation and they, get, they say, well, how dare you make decisions for me and stuff like that. <clears throat> okay, it is an outlawed... And, and, and there's going to be sanctuary uh, states that will allow you to do it. Plus, the real the real kicker here is, is unlike 1960 or 1970, there is a whole plethora of birth control methods of ways to avoid a pregnancy. Sadly, that is the case. Um, I say sadly because life should be it should be sought and should be fostered and should be uh, should be uh, enjoyed. Uh, a woman should should want to be pregnant and moreover should have had a relationship with the person who they want to be pregnant by, instead of just using it from a. And then, of course, they'll blame the man, and I understand that. And I'm not trying to make this about this that particular topic, but the idea is, is right now that is just being exploited for a political end. And um, as I said, I don't think there's any, um, uh, you know, I don't see a moral justification there. However, I understand a political justification for allowing it to continue on, but it should be on a state-by-state -state basis because that's the way our Constitution is, is supposed to work. Uh, it was, should have never been federal. The only reason why any, but although the, this is another reason why most authoritarianism comes from the left, the left seeks to federalize or make it a federal mandate on all 50 states, they want to circumvent the, the 10th Amendment of the Constitution. They refuse to understand the Constitution because they don't believe in the Constitution. Ergo, they don't believe in freedom. They don't believe in liberty. They don't believe in happiness. They don't believe in being left alone to do what you would want. 
there used to be a time when that that would probably be a little bit different for people who consider themselves liberals they spend a whole lot of time trying to uh, um, what would you say uh, install uh, laws that are are an abomination to liberty they don't seem to uh, capture the concept that uh, the beauty the absolute beauty of the US Constitution is the diffusion of powers the diffusion of power across the branches across the state and the federal system Mm -hmm. the things are very laid out there's a reason why being an originalist is an important concept does that mean there hasn't been any changes? Of course not. That's the whole point with the, you know, we fought a civil war. There's a reason for that. There was a reason for those amendments. There's a reason for amendments to the Constitution that make logical sense. There's a re- reason to uh, to repeal uh, the 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 amendment regarding the Federal Reserve. There's a reason to repeal the amendment regarding the, the, the senators being elected. Uh, uh, by popular vote instead of being uh, seated by the state uh, state houses, and there's plenty of other amendments. I would say, in particular, tied to voting, that needs to be restructured regarding the fact that there should be somebody. You should have to have skin in the game. In other words, you should have somebody who, uh, uh, when I say skin in the game, somebody who's a U.S. citizen who you know not only age. But also should have somebody who is is not just voting for their merely for their own self interest. They need to be providing something back to uh, the government or the state that they reside in, uh, and they should be a benefit. They should be a net positive in some way, some mechanism, and that can be done through a myriad of ways. And it would probably be a very. But of course, if you're a um, of a certain persuasion, you see that is a restriction on democracy. Well, the thing is, democracies have to be restricted, and here's the reason why. If you just let everybody vote, and if you let everybody have some crazy, uh, then you have democracy of the mob. You eliminate, you eliminate, you completely eliminate the ability to run a, uh, a republic or a system that is actually going to benefit everybody. But of course, if you're a communist or if you're somebody who's a hard leftist, you see that as a, a means to an end. Of course, you want to destroy the the structures and concepts of what liberty is. You through democracy of the mob, fifty plus one vote does not does not uh, 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 provide a country stability. It provides instability. Uh, and then there's the, the idea of the. That's the beauty of the diffusion of powers. But I think the voting system as it is, there's a reason why the elector, elector, electoral system was set up. And it has worked uh, for, for the, the entire time frame. But the electoral system only works, of course, if you have elections that are based, and this will go, wouldn't go into too, it only works if the voting uh, laws in that state are followed and not abrogated or circumvented by people with nefarious ideas or certainly have have no good end because they think that they they think they're removing Hitler from office which is just stupid but of course there's people that think this way and you can't get get around it 
and of course they're just seeking their power seekers then they of course they may they they see it as well you won but through means that they 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 can come up with the intellectual they'll come up with some kind of intellectual argument that says that it's based upon you know oh well he stole the last election i'm only going down that road because um for example so the epoch the epoch times published uh, another uh basically confirmation so one of the reasons why the fbi was so uh, hard up to get after trump was because he tweeted out something and then they were they scrambled around and they actually had to talk about it because they were worried about him knowing about them uh, spying on him uh, spying them spying on him and, and obviously trying to undermine his position which they were undermining his position funny how that was and they were basing it on no contact with russia it had nothing to do with russia we all know that this is all tied to Hillary Clinton's operation and her usage, usage of several people and personnel to get after Trump to paint him as some kind of uh, agent of Putin. Funny thing is, is Biden is probably more of an agent of Putin and Hillary Clinton is more of an agent of Putin than Donald Trump was. Leaving that aside, Donald Trump had his own uh, host of negatives that he, he brought up his damn self. But that being said, he didn't take us into World War III, and he probably, probably with any kind of modest support from actually the establishment that is quote unquote the the, the administrative state or or the Senate, this would have gone a whole other different way. We would be in a much better shape. But of course, the idea has never been about keeping this country uh, secure, safe, and prosperous. It's been about you know basically. Uh, leverage buyout and, and destroying this country from within from all these uh, assholes and we have plenty of people that have put us in this position uh, the prior presidencies in, uh, in particular you know there was no reason for the Iraq war there was no reason for the Afghanistan really there wasn't there wasn't any reason for those wars we spent trillions and trillions of dollars on defense it lined the pockets of all the people plus they instituted the Patriot Act uh, just so they could spy on people all of this stuff is just just such hot garbage this is the reason why the reason why we're in this position is 25 to 30 years of horrific policy run by people that their biggest their biggest their biggest upside is they uh, <laughs> um, they have the media complex bought and paid for and they keep they use them to push out their stupid and everybody believes it so and then of course you have the ministry of truth who uh, that chick is uh, you know she is uh, all kinds of stupid she's uh, she's just a convenient mouthpiece she's uh, you know hired to be basically because she was t saying everything Biden wants to hear and everything that the, the deep state wants to hear She's, you know, by the way, she's heavily, I mean, she's been in Ukraine, she lives in, U she lived in Ukraine. Hmm, I wonder why they would suddenly want this disinformation chick in there. Because she's a homer. She literally will say anything, they, she will say anything they expect her to say. And she'll do it with a smile on her face and a song in her heart. Uh, <laughs> just, just god awful, these, these people are going to they're not only going to just wreck the United States which is just unbelievable uh, that these people are, are think that they're 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 
It's unbelievable that they still have uh, people out there that still support these 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 clowns uh, that don't even they they're they're literally when 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 people start not having food, I hope these people realize who who did it to them. And of course, they're going to blame the farmers in Middle America because they'll have to blame shift it to somebody. Uh, they'll blame those people because you know. Uh, and, and and they won't they won't think back and look at all the processing plants that have recently gone to fire, or the fact that there's there being some people are being asked to destroy food, literally. It, it, it just obscene what what's going on in this country, aside from what's going on overseas, uh, and and that doesn't even count what's going on in Australia and a host of other places that are getting jacked around by a bunch of idiotic parasites that just. You know, and we're not even talking about COVID and the vaccine, the amount of data that's coming out of that situation makes you just makes you sick. Just makes you sick. Uh, so even looking at the markets, I'm looking at the data on certain certain commodities. It's just, I mean, I guess here's the good news. I guess sugar sugar isn't it didn't uh, didn't spike in uh 2011 it, it spiked up really uh, that's the only thing right now that isn't like at all time highs so yeah go figure uh but uh i was looking at uh lumber's high uh let me see what coal is up to i haven't really paid uh, i'll be honest i'm not a commodities person so but when you start looking at the historicals on on certain commodities so like coal is a it's well the highest it's been it was just february just recently february 28th it was at 417 and now it's at 377 well it's going to it's going to, based upon that analysis given it's probably going to spike up over 450 probably a, probably at 600 by time that's a uh, dollars per ton um just soybeans i'm looking at that too and i'm even looking at the forex market which are another and you know, soybeans are you know, pretty much around the, the their top. So the top is 1747, but going back 25 years, uh, let me see, 25 years ago, in the last 20 years, yeah, it spiked this high. Soybeans got to in 2012, it got to 1750, and 2008, it got up to uh, 15. So it's above the 2008 prices. And 2008, um, yeah. I was early, but I wasn't wrong, but I called that the market was going to collapse in March of 2008. I wrote a, a blog at that time. As you could tell, especially when J.P. Morgan bought Bear Stearns for a song. Um, uh, it was like, bought him for like two bucks a share or some shit. Just absolutely, uh, you, you knew, knew everything had fallen to crap. Uh, just, and that's where we're heading again. I don't know. I don't know how any of these banks are going to, they're all too big to fail, and they're all going to fail, and the print, it doesn't matter how much money you print, if you can't, uh, you can't get, collect money from anybody, because nobody has any money that they can actually, uh, afford, yeah, I hope the new lap, newly minted laptop class realizes that things are going to get very, very difficult for them in the cities, especially when there's no, no supply chain, and get diesel prices get so high that, the, the semi drivers can't make it to them, and the semi drivers start just just diverting from shipping to the cities to shipping to whoever they feel like shipping it to. Believe me, there'll be all there'll be massive thefts. There'll be 
There'll be people that will hijack trucks on the way to their destination. You watch. That'll happen. I mean, I can guarantee you this for the federal law enforcement officers out there. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to handle this. They'll start, but of course they'll use that as the excuse to try to clamp down and call call a martial law situation. I, I think they're going to. They're they're going to sorely regret the things they've done. Um, I hope people prepare, and I hope this time though people don't just lay down and take it. But I realize that a lot of people are just too weak and too simpery to even possibly. Uh, They'll sit back and they'll they'll keep on taking it because they think that the government actually is in their corner. This is a joke, of course, because they aren't in your corner. But they'll they'll still well, we still got enough people that believe that they've been sold that dream all their life and, and believe that you know no government could possibly be that evil. Well, you're gonna find out. You're gonna find out the hard way that that that, that is not the way. That is not the way this uh, movie is going to end. The government isn't going to somehow come in and be really, really, uh, really nice to you. So, yeah, the yen, for example, is still hovering right above 130 per dollar. I mean, this isn't as high as it's been ever, but uh, it's been 25 years since we've been... Yeah, the last time it was this high was back in the uh, 2002. It was late. It's actually... We go right back to 9/11. It was like February 1st, so that was at 135, and then the highest it's ever been was during long-term capital management. That was Russia tied to Russia, and that was in 1998. So that's pretty pretty substantial. That's been never been that high. And then yeah, and then if we go way way back, which is but this is this is going back to the 70s. Uh, yeah, I mean it used to be really high, but. That was, when I say really, really high, that's just <clears throat> the reason why that was more due to Japan's uh, uh, differential from the United States economy and inflation rates and stuff like that. It dropped down pretty substantially. Anyway, so, yeah, that's where we're going to be uh, going. Um, stock up, be prepared, try to, um, try to find ways to divert your attention from this stuff but still pay attention to markets pay attention to economics stay away from the lies that the media tells you if you're watching tv obviously most of the people that i talk to don't watch tv or if they do they only watch certain channels for certain reasons and and for certain segments but yeah there's nothing that's coming out of the the propagandized media uh that is going to be even they're just going to just see they've seeded all their uh, uh, brain cells to selling people these crappy narratives and and uh, this isn't even talking about the social issues that are going on which are bad enough as is but um, you know you can't get you can't get to everything uh, oh here's another here's a oh this is a brand new article this old this old uh, peak uh, people's mothers well, two of them well, one's uh, China has some super drones that can hunt humans and packs are here they say but so CCP smart satellite live stream US US Nimitz class carrier off of New York so that's just that's just that's just a subtle way of saying yeah we got our eyes on you so 
is using advanced intelligence uh, gathering satellite for hunting U.S. aircraft carriers. They've always been about there. They 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 have a they have a desire to sink our entire navy, and we have so many stupid people in the military now, thanks to people like Milley and Mark Esper, that have trained these morons to be sheep, and they they're going to <laughs> if they go toe to toe to toe to toe with the Chinese. They better get their they better get their big boy pants on because uh, I think the Chinese are going to um, <laughs> try to get nobody wants to lose anything. But let's just say this: if our if our uh, our battle readiness is indicated by anything by what's been going on recently in the military in terms of the wokeism and the blackmailing on the vaccines and burning a ship in port, which happened I think it was like a year or two ago doesn't really speak well to the battle battle readiness of our United States Navy, which hasn't fought a battle since, well, a significant battle since World War II. So, you know, we're we're getting by on street cred. And I, I will say, yeah, we, we've had the technology advantage, but now we've just given away all our technology advantage thanks to all the spying and all the, all the, all the coziness with the Chinese every time they show up here. Oh, the Chinese would never hurt us. No, they're, they're, they're sent over here to spy on us. They're sent over here to take our technology. Don't be idiots, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so space researcher Yang Fang. <laughs> Yang Fang, I wonder if, she's, I wonder if uh, that's related to Christine Fang and her team. So it's a Fang. At, D a at DFH Satellite Company, LT in Hong Kong, published a report in dom domestic peer-reviewed journal Spacecraft Engineering that reveals China's People Liberation Army used an AI-powered satellite to, to detect and livestream the US, USS Harry S. Truman. A remote sensing satellite powered by artificial intelligence technology lurked in low, or low Earth orbit above the North America on June 17th of last year and automatically detected the Nimitz-class carrier off the coast of Long Island, New York. It captured fo a footage of the vessel conducting naval maneuvers, such as adjusting formation and making emergency maneuvers. Fang said that the satellite is incredibly powerful and can analyze hundreds of frames of high-definition images per second for strategic targets, something that would take ground-based computers much longer, and humans would struggle at this in intel-gathering task. Yang's team discerned Beijing has made a breakthrough in weight reduction and image recognition with the algorithm that only needs about 3% of the calculation power used in traditional algorithms when conducting similar tasks. The satellite is equipped with a familiar A family of AI chipsets that can perform multiple tasks, and if one chip fails, another would come online as backup and immediately take over tasks. Researchers didn't name the satellite, but said it also detected and obtained positions of military assets in northeastern Australia. This new type of intelligence gathering via AI-powered satellites could one day have a significant role in decision-making for the PLA commanders. Beijing believes the future warfare is through high-tech weapons aided by supercomputers. The revolution in AI is crucial to, for PLA to enhance its weapons race, with the West as a global power structure is well underway with Washington. CCP wants to retake Taiwan, dominate the South China Sea, the East China Sea, and even become more prevalent in the Pacific Gap. Yeah. This is just a, a way to send a little idle threat to, uh, you know, this is now a psychological 
and military operation, but it's a psychological warfare. It says, yeah, here we can we can we can spy on you from all kinds of uh, different different distances, and we can we can actually penetrate your defense thing because if this thing is is uh, technically advanced, I'm sure they're gathering, you know, uh, maximum speed. Uh, what this uh, ship is capable of, what what's the personnel on the deck, how many, I mean, they, they know everything they need to know about the, the Harry S. Truman now, uh, down to every detail. They probably know uh, uh, what signals it's broadcasting, when does it broadcast, what are the gaps in its radar system, what's the gaps in its coverage, can they determine that through an AI? That way they'll know, you know, which, which, uh, which particular... F- uh, direction a, a missile should come from and and maybe the speed cal- you know the whole host of factors so uh, and of course our military is just going to sit by and let this happen because uh, half the time they're working with the CCP on technology they're giving them our technology oh they'll be friendly they, they, it's a uh, yeah just it's amazing this is this is happening so um I've rambled on for an hour here. I I could uh, go further, uh, but I think I've uh, uh, said a lot. Um, I'm gonna close out with my typical closing music and I'll shut my mouth here. So anyway, I thank you very much for listening, and um, I hope um, I hope things can get better for all of us, and that. Um, will understand in the future that um, when I say in the future and I hope for the the best future I just hope people will pay attention to what's going on to such a degree that uh, we won't make the the same mistakes um, that seems like every 80 years or so we make uh, we ignore the past at our at our peril and we have people that continue to ignore it don't learn the lessons there's lessons to always to be learned and we should always take them to heart. There's a reason why our grandparents and parents, our grandparents and great-grandparents did the things that they did. They survived through so much. They saw and, you know, I was talking or uh, having a conversation earlier about a, uh, the idea that uh, the clippings, you know, the reason why our grandparents saved so much information or tried to save newspapers and stack them up it wasn't because, you know, they just loved to save newspapers. That's That was history to them. I mean, that was the best way. There's a reason why they, they would gather newspapers from different sources or, you know, sometimes they would coordinate it. You know, another neighbor would take in the Times and they would take in a post or whatever. It depends upon where you lived. And they would trade and share. And they saved those things because they knew how important it was to have angles to the story and uh, that informed them. Now that doesn't mean the newspaper didn't have propaganda in it. It just means that they were, they were the little headlines and stories and the people, places, and things they could put together. Because there was something to do there. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, God bless the United States. God bless the world. God, God help us all. <laughs>